0: Hi everyone and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. Samrin here with you today to recap Bayern's friendly against Borussia Mönchengladbach at the Allianz Arena which they inevitably lost by 0-2. to Gladbach is never an easy visitor. Gladbach is never an easy team to play. Gladbach is probably Bayern's most difficult fixture on the Bundesliga calendar. But hey, The season hasn't kicked off yet, so the 0-2, we will take it as it came. A quick look at the lineups before we really get into it. Bayern started with a uh, 4-3-3. It can also be interpreted as a 4-5-1. I guess a 4-1 even. With Hoffman in goal, Bunasar Saar, De Mekano, and Omar Richards at the back, Mikhail Kuisans, uh, Josep Sancic, Torben Rein, the mid-three, Joshua Zerzi, Eric Chupamoting, and Malik Tillman up front. As far as Gladbach is concerned, there were few recognized names, of course. Tobias Sipul has been with the club forever. He was in goal and he was leading the side as captain today. Tony Janshka and... I was surprised to see that Tony Janchka wasn't captain actually because he's just he's such a faithful, loyal servant to the club and as far as I can recall, usually he would take the captain's armband, um, under Michael Rosa. So Tony Janchka and Jordan Bear are recognized names who were at the back. Uh, Scaly, an eighteen year old American, was the right back for Gladbach today. Mm-hmm. Christoph Kramer was in defensive midfield and uh the four behind the striker consisted of Lajda Benish, Hannes Wolf, and Patrick Hermann, among others, all recognized names. When the match started, Bayern pressed incessantly. And you thought this was going to be a very good day for Bayern. Omar Richards is so tenacious. I love how he defends on the front foot all the time. And uh, he... He raced up and down the pitch, and I think he started to run out of energy after doing that too many times. But it, it was a really good start to the match for him. Torben Rine, Malik Tillman also had very good games, I would say, overall. Um, despite being on the front foot, there really wasn't much in terms of chances for Bayern or even for Gladbach. Gladbach looked pretty poor and I think I was waiting to see more because Adi Hutter had come in. There had just been a bad air on the club under Marco Rosa with his departure to Borussia Dortmund. And I wanted to see what Hutter was planning and I saw basically nothing in that first 45. Among chances, Byron had a really good one. Malik Tillman almost scored, but he was fouled by Jordan Bear, and he still had the presence of mind to pass the ball to Joshua Zergzi who hit the side net. Uh, other than that, there was a very good chance from a free kick also for Tillman which he probably should have slotted into the back of the net. Uh, Mikhail Quizans was the only one playing this match like it was a Champions League quarterfinal tie. And... Uh, He should have probably earned a yellow card for a foul he committed in the first half. Once the second half started, I sort of lost track of who was on the pitch because both sides started making a gazillion substitutions. But Gladbach did come out more tenacious and more ready to take on Bayern. And indeed, their hard work resulted in a goal from Hannes Wolf after Scaly set him up with a cross. I like Hannes Wolf. I'm a fan. He can change up his pace, he's a sneaky player, he can score poacher type of goals, he has a good shot on him, and I'm glad that Gladbach kept him because I don't think Leipzig necessarily needs him, but a player like that can be very useful to Gladbach. So, Wolf scores, Byron makes a host of substitutions, Serge Gnabry chief among them, and maybe now there's going to be a little bit of a change but the play was just a bit all over the place after the substitutions as one can imagine and Gladbach would go on to get a second goal after a rather entertaining sequence involving Mustafa Mustafa who passed to Connor Nas who almost scored himself but because Hoffman wasn't really sure what to do there the ball ended up at the feet of Mikhail Venzel, who finished really really well not much came in terms of action afterward. Serge Gnabry scored a goal that was deemed offside. A part of me was just hoping that they would take out VAR and draw the line so that, my goodness, Bayern could get a goal today. But it wasn't to happen. There would be another foul on another Bayern player as the game was winding down. Marcel Venick this time was at the end of a foul, but the referee had no interest in complaints from Bayern and uh, did not give the foul. So 0-2, it ended. In terms of what we can learn from this game, there's really not too much. Bayern still terrible at corners. Serge Gnabry took two. They both failed to beat the first man. Uh, I guess that Malik Tillman and Omar Richards m- might be in the first team more. I think Richards was signed for the first team. But uh, I don't know if anyone thought he was definitely ready to be in the first team. And now with uh, injury problems at the back, I think this may be the time. Also, just I enjoyed that a Bayern two side, more or less, could sort of compete with a good, established Borussia Mönchengladbach side. Not that everyone in the Gladbach side were first-teamers. They're missing a lot of players because of the Euros. And a lot of their players made deep, deep runs in the Euros. So Gladbach will have to wait to have the entire first team back. So, overall, I, as far as I remember, and, and I think the same as well, I think Julian Nagelsmann was brought in to form a more solid connection between Bayern 2 and the first team because recently there haven't been that many players who have come through I can think of Jamal Musiala before that I can think of Pierre-Emil Hoybierg who didn't make it at the club and who had to go seek uh, opportunities elsewhere he's doing very well now but not at Bayern the likes of Thomas Muller Philipp Lahm, Basti Schweinsteiger Holger Badstuber, uh, David Alaba It's been a while since Bayern produced those types of players. and uh, Musiala seems to have a bright future ahead of him, but these kids in Bayern too, some of them are really, really talented. We saw Moritz Musando tonight. He looked good to me as well. There are some defensive issues to sort out, so I do wonder how things will progress, but I do hope that especially in a market where a club like Bayern finds it difficult because Bayern wants to remain profitable, does not have the match day revenue that they would have had it not been for COVID and has to compete with English Premier League clubs who seem to have an unlimited supply of money. Heck, Aston Villa can probably put in a bigger bid for a player than we can at this point it is important that Bayern is able to promote players from Bayern too, especially in light of the contract situations that is going on because of uh, Leroy Sané's contract, other players like Kimmich, Leon Goretzka are demanding more and I'm not sure that Bayern will be able to keep everyone and accommodate everyone's demands. David Alaba has already left, for example, but Alaba may be a different scenario because he probably wanted a new challenge. But there's there's more to see about how all of this plays out. That's a wrap from me. It was not the best of games to watch. Hopefully the next friendly against Napoli will be a better watch, but hey, the important ones are not too far away. The cup is in the first cup game is on August 6th and then the Bundesliga kicks off roughly a week later. All right. Be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Works for all of your up-to-date coverage on Bayern, whether it be friendlies or not. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks, at Jefferson Fenner, at The Barrel Blog, at Tommy Adams, and more. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Once again, this has been Samrin. Take care.